It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Don't worry, we're here to help. How many are still clinging to that official narrative in spite of the facts? Question, is it rational to conclude that individuals who have long since stated their goals of reducing global populations are actually now only interested in preserving the public's health so that populations can keep expanding and proliferating uncontrollably? To take this question a bit further, given the fact that those who actually control governments all over the world are actually aware of the fact that they can no longer support their populations. Again, I ask, is it rational to believe that they are only trying to protect and thus further proliferate their populations? Would that make any sense? The majority of populations are, even now, completely oblivious to the oncoming train. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour, brought to you by geodreamwatch.org. This is the bad news broadcast that attempts to provide necessary pieces to the puzzle regarding the true wider horizon that we collectively face. Pieces of the puzzle that are necessary to examine and to consider if data-based conclusions are to be arrived at. Stay tuned. So much to cover in this broadcast today. Let's get started with some breaking headline reports. One final thought. The vast majority are understandably completely focused on and caught up in the CV-19 scenario. I'll cover critical new headline reports on CV-19 in a moment, but first, a few new reports that shed light on the bottom line in the entire equation. The unfolding and accelerating collapse of Earth's life support systems being further fueled by the ongoing climate engineering operations. And for those that even now don't believe it's happening, i.e. climate engineering and unfolding biosphere collapse, you will. You will believe it soon enough. Wait and see. First headline from multiple sources. Climate crisis. Our children face wars over food and water. EU deputy warns. Make no mistake, it's not just our children. It's us. It's here. It's now. It's not over the horizon. It's literally kicking in the front door. All official sources and all the media platforms they completely control continue to blame the entirety of climate chaos on anything and everything but the ongoing global covert climate engineering onslaught entities like the weather channel who are criminal accomplices to the climate engineering cover-up does this mean that all climate chaos should be blamed on climate engineering absolutely not Every form of human activity that disrupts the planet's energy balance and decimates Earth's life support systems is a part of the problem. This is imperative to remember and consider. The atmosphere and climate system is greatly impacted by unnatural sources of pollution and particulate matter, regardless of the source. Industrialized pollution or dispersions from geoengineering jet aircraft, all sources are taking their toll. But here's the bottom line. There can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the completely out-of-control climate engineering operations, which include engineered surface cool-down events. More on that in a few moments. 
First, a new report on wildfires, confirming exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for over a decade, that climate engineering operations would continue to establish the conditions for unprecedented Western North America incinerations and incinerations all over the globe under similar circumstances that are exposed to the climate engineering onslaught. Search the engineering wildfire section to learn what most would rather not know. Here's the headline. California wildfires are already outpacing last year's historic fire season. That doesn't bode well, does it? And about those engineered surface cooldowns, here's the latest operation being carried out in the U.S. lower 48 states. Here's the headline. Jet stream update 25 degrees Fahrenheit below normal. Severe weather disturbances aim for Midwest. Question, how many believe even now that this type of freeze-fry scenario, this weather whiplash scenario, the West frying and burning and these repeated winter weather whiplash scenarios for the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, which, by the way, as I've stated so many times, statistically speaking, is the most anomalously less warm region, the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for nine years consistently. That's not nature. That's climate engineering. That's keeping the largest percentage of the population in the U.S., the eastern half, confused and divided as to the true state of climate meltdown until the last possible moment. And how are they doing this? Again, climate engineering setting the stage for the epic burndowns in the U.S. West, and there are likely many agendas behind that. Search the Engineering Wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. But about these engineered surface cooldowns in the East, in the latest scenarios, and so often before this, Gulf of Mexico moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico is pumped north via clockwise upper-level wind rotation around an ionosphere-induced dome of high pressure. Ground-based, extremely powerful radiofrequency microwave transmitters like HARP can and are creating such domes of high pressure that can rotate upper-level winds. This moisture is pumped toward a zonal flow of the jet stream, and that moisture is then seeded with chemical ice-nucleating cloud-seeding elements. This is a completely engineered surface temperature cool-down. That's what's created, and the cold, dense layer of air that's created from this process from endothermic reacting ice nucleating elements these are patented processes sinks to the surface and the sensational headlines are then generated again to fuel the public's confusion as to the true state of planetary meltdown if you don't think this can be done search chinese scientists create artificial snowstorm you'll find popular science and fox news covered it but no one's talking about it anymore are they because in that case the chinese government did over a billion dollars worth of damage to beijing and now no one's talking about it anymore it's so interesting to me how so many know about weather modification programs a single engine airplane a prop driven airplane tiny aircraft with a few flares on the wings, and people believe that can modify the weather, but somehow they convince themselves that our governments would never engage in planetary weather modification without our knowledge or our consent, would they? They would never do that. Or some pretend that they don't have the ability to do that. The same people who believe, again, a single propeller aircraft, a single propeller-driven aircraft with some flares on the wings can modify the weather, but the same people don't believe that a fully loaded, for example, KC-135 U.S. military tanker that can carry 100 tons of nanoparticulates in a single payload, they somehow believe that wouldn't modify the weather. That's truly perplexing. That's willful 
Blindness. Eyes wide shut. Next headline. More cover-up. NASA's new fleet of satellites will offer insights into the wild cards of, quote, climate change. Here's the biggest wild card of all in the deck. Climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. And weather warfare is a matter of historical record going back a very, very long way. Project Popeye in Vietnam is only one example. There are many more. Climate engineering is and has been the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, as I've stated so many times on air. Climate engineering can topple nations, can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. And this is a key component to the equation for all the countries that have, against their population's will, have allowed U.S. military bases on their land. There's about 800 U.S. military bases all over the globe. Is that not empire? And do you think these people allow us in because they love us so much? For Americans who think that populations around the world have a deep respect for us, that's long gone. Because now they know how the game is played. Spreading, quote, democracy at the point of a gun. Extracting resources to keep the empire moving forward in a very destructive, catastrophic way. That's what's been occurring, and populations around the globe are waking up to that fact. And in regard to my justly deserved criticism of the U.S. empire, I always have to add this caveat. That does not mean in any way, shape, or form that I am condoning the militaries of Russia or China or any other country. But as the proverb goes, how do we point out the splinter in our neighbor's eye when we have a log in our own? There's this new report from multiple environmental sources. How close are we to climate tipping points? That's a ridiculous title at this stage of what's unfolding. As I've pointed out in so many broadcasts, we are through the guardrail. We passed tipping points from which there is no return regarding Earth's life support systems, at least Two decades ago and pretending that we haven't yet is simply to deceive the population until the last possible moment while other scenarios are unfolding or should I say being orchestrated so on the subject of tipping points this question is the entire CV-19 scenario a controller response to the collapsing biosphere which in fact has beat them to the intersection so to speak has planetary environmental collapse happened faster than the power structure was prepared for it to occur and Is CV-19 their response, their solution? You decide. On the subject of CV-19, this new report, National Institute of Health hit with lawsuit for failing to produce documents related to controversial gain-of-function research. What is gain-of-function research? For those that don't know yet, because I've covered this on many broadcasts, the term refers to engineering a pathogen so that it can make the jump to humans from animals. And if you thought nature was behind all that's unfolding, think again. Better yet, do some objective research without bias or preconception. You won't like what you find. You can quote me on that. Another headline. Amid CV-19 pandemic, flu has disappeared from the U.S. That's interesting, isn't it? This report is from AP News and other mainstream sources. Excerpt from the report, February is usually the peak of flu season with doctors, offices, and hospitals packed with suffering patients, but not this year. 
Flu has virtually disappeared from the U.S., the report states, quoting it directly. Similar reports are coming in from around the world. Connect the dots. But what happens to those who try to connect the dots and try to share important information with others? Next headline, the criminalization of dissent. Here's an excerpt from the report. Not just the stigmatization of dissent or the demonization of dissent, but the formal criminalization of dissent and any other type of opposition to the official ideology of the totalitarian system. Global capitalism has been inching its way toward this step for a very long time and now apparently is ready to take it. As Aaron Russo's documentary film stated, the title of his film, From Freedom to Fascism, Next headline, vaccine passports are coming to sports venues. Much on this subject. My how desperate they are to make sure everyone gets the injection. Next headline, FDA approves Pfizer vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds starting next week. Anyone who thinks that these are completed study trials needs to examine the data. Not complete until 2023. How many mainstream sources are disclosing that? Doesn't that fact technically make us all test subjects? You decide. Next headline from Business Today and other sources. Don't worry. 63 COVID-19 vaccines are in the pipeline. 63 more. Along with another 173 in the works. Wow, what a relief. And even more reassuring is this. New report highlights more than 250 vaccines in development. How many do we need? What will it take? Here's a statistical fact that in the 70s, children in the U.S. were only required to have a few vaccinations, and the autism rate was 1 in 10,000. Fast forward to today, when over 70 vaccines are required. And what's the autism rate today? 1 in 25. That's a 40 thousand percent increase how horribly wrong can this picture be and how is it that so few are willing to face it so very few let's backtrack for a moment to this science report from last year issued by new scientist here's the headline quote we now have the technology to develop vaccines that spread themselves self-disseminating vaccines could be a revolutionary technology for reducing the threat of human infectious diseases. This is word for word from this report by New Scientist. The report focuses primarily on using this technology for animals. For what should be obvious reasons, how well would the public respond if they were informed of such technology being utilized for human populations? I'm just asking the question. Moving on, this new report headline from multiple sources. Same theme. Document shows Pfizer anticipated that those injected with mRNA might, could, may, might. How many times do we see those terms with what they don't want to admit? Transmit infection to those who are not injected. Just citing the report. And now let's add this update headline report, citing data taken directly from the CDC's VAERS data. That's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Here's the headline. Significant jump this week in reported injuries and deaths after CV-19 vaccine. Here's an excerpt from that report. Again, VAERS data, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, released recently. 
showed 118,902 reports of adverse events following CV-19 vaccines, including 3,544 deaths and 12,619 serious injuries. That's between December 14th, 2020 and April 23rd, 2021. Again, that's straight from the Centers for Disease Control site. I'm only providing that data. Please research it for yourself. And as I cover more headlines, again, I'm, I'm stressing this point. Conclusions are up to the listener. The goal of the Commercial Free Global Alert News Hour broadcast is to provide necessary information to help facilitate legitimate investigation. Another headline. Immunologist states that Pfizer and Moderna vaccines could cause long-term chronic illness, only citing the headline. But this question begs to be answered. How many times on mainstream media are we told over and over and over that these CV-19 injections are proven 100% safe based on what statistics? I'm asking that question based on what statistics. If I look at my personal family, my, my personal scenario, as I stated on previous broadcasts, my stepfather and my father-in-law both ended up in extended hospital care scenarios beginning only hours after being vaccinated, and neither event was reported to the VAERS system. Neither individual has fully recovered, even now. And again, these events not reported to medical authorities as being related to the injections. How many are going unreported? Finally, and thankfully, at least some in mainstream media are starting to ask a few questions. Last week, Tucker Carlson asked, how many Americans have died after taking CV-19 vaccines? Question mark. Again, that's Fox News' Tucker Carlson. He issued a 15-minute report on air last Wednesday, and those that wish to view it can find it online. I'm not advocating for Tucker Carlson or Fox News or any other mainstream media source, but at least now the issue is so egregious that they can no longer ignore it. Let's cover a few more CB19 headlines from last week. First, this from multiple sources. Majority of U.S. companies will require workers to provide proof of vaccination. Consider that the completely propped up stock market and all the companies involved with it receiving money from the central bankers, ultimately, they do what they're told. They follow the agenda that they're told to follow. Consider that. As I put a few more dots together, keep that in mind. Next headline, multiple sources. Extensive group of doctors from 30 countries make following statement. Quote, there is no scientific foundation to the concept of vaccine passports. In quote. Simply providing the headline, you can decide where it fits into the puzzle. Next headline, multiple sources. UK study finds Pfizer vaccine doesn't offer full protection from mutant COVID strains that, interestingly enough, keep popping up whenever and wherever needed to keep the fires burning. Isn't that interesting? Another headline from last week. The dark night of fascism has finally landed in the United States. Those that can't see it yet have their eyes wide shut. It's interesting how many people use political terms that they don't seem to have looked up like communism. This is fascism, the marriage of corporations and government. That's the trajectory that we are collectively on. And again, a reminder of what I covered in the beginning of this broadcast, how many in the pillars of control with this cancer 
that has metastasized throughout not just our country but the world have stated over and over and over on the record their desire to reduce populations. Please keep that in mind now more than ever. On that note, this headline from last week, nearly half of older millennials have at least one chronic health condition. Next headline from last week, U.S. birth and fertility rates drop to another record low, CDC says. That's Centers for Disease Control. Next headline, Biden administration interfering in Mexico's efforts to block genetically modified corn. Go get him, Joe. How dare those Mexican people think they have the right to decide what they eat? We live in an asylum. How many are looking the other way while this is going on? And for all the people showing up at our borders, I stress again, these are refugees. Their food sources are completely collapsing. And the GMO scenario has made it far worse, not better. Genetically modified crops grow twice as fast with half the nutrition. Ingesting twice as many calories to get the same nutrition is a leap in the wrong direction. Exactly the wrong direction. Does Joe know this? What do you think? Next headline. Biden administration's first climate pollution rule takes aim at refrigerants. Another smoke and mirrors scenario. From that report, as the Biden administration seeks to meet its goal of cutting U.S. greenhouse gas emissions at least in half by 2035. Let me stop there for just a moment. That date means absolutely nothing. That's designed to pacify people who think as long as there's another 14 years left, they're going to keep partying like there's no tomorrow. And on the current course, there's not going to be any tomorrow. And mathematically, statistically, based on the current rate of collapse across the board, insect populations, global fish populations, crop collapse, wildlife collapse, we'll never make it anywhere near that date without a complete obliteration of our current paradigm, if there's anybody left at all by that point. And I want to clarify also for the record, because many misquote me with things that I state, and like that everything will be normal until 2025, and then it'll all end. I've never said anything like that. Never. What I state is current statistical trajectories, such as at the current rate of wildlife collapse, we face a statistical zero hour for no functional wildlife populations by 2026. That doesn't mean there won't be any animals left on planet Earth, but it means that statistically that is the trajectory we are on. No functional populations left. Insect population collapse. GeoengineWatch.org stated about eight years ago, or more than eight years ago, that insect populations were collapsing in Northern California, an 80 to 90% collapse, and academia tried to marginalize those database conclusions, and now they have completely admitted to it because they can't hide it anymore. Not because they want to tell the truth, but because they can't hide it any longer. And that's when academia finally chooses to tell the truth, when it can no longer be hidden. But in the meantime, they keep doubling down on the deception over and over and over, just like the climate engineering elephant in the sky that anyone who's not clinically blind, no offense to the clinically blind, could see if they opened their eyes. It couldn't be more obvious. When you have time-lapse photography that shows whatever jet aircraft you're emitting can completely cover the entire horizon, blotting out the sun, you have just radically altered weather systems, period. I don't care what you think it is. You can think it's condensation if you choose to, if you want to buy the official lie, perhaps the biggest lie ever perpetrated in populations all over the globe, that this is, quote, condensation. Has anyone ever seen someone, say, in Antarctica, where their breath condenses when they walk maybe a mile across the ice sheet? Is there a big cloud hanging over them that follows them around and expands and starts to cover the whole horizon? 
Condensation does not behave in this manner, and the atmosphere, for the record, is getting warmer and drier by the day, making it even less conducive to any form of condensation trail. This is not condensation. It is a sprayed particulate dispersion, exactly what climate engineering patents call for, exactly what every government around the globe is calling for, exactly what the entire bought and paid for climate science community is calling for, but not admitting to. They are doubling down on their denial over and over and over because to do otherwise would be to admit to one of two things. Either they have been lying, criminally lying for decades, or they are criminally negligent and ignorant of the very field of expertise in which we are told they are top professionals. Take your pick. The ongoing climate engineering insanity couldn't be more blatantly obvious in our skies, but yet we're told we're not really seeing what we're seeing, and most people choose to accept that and look the other way. From the Biden report, this initially developed to replace other refrigerants like Freon, F. HFCs were once viewed as environmentally preferable because they have a l- less of a depleting effect on the ozone layer. A more complete understanding of their ability to trap heat in the atmosphere has since prompted widespread global concern. In other words, every time industrialized militarized society tries to tech their way out of a problem that their tech already created, it only gets worse and worse and worse. And for anyone who thinks the ozone layer is recovering, for anyone who buys that lie, that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, if we had no other challenges but the disintegrating ozone layer that by itself is an existential threat at the current rate of destruction and the current rate of uv increase that's bombarding the surface of the planet including including uvc that alone is a near-term very immediate existential threat for us all another headline quote from sustainablereview.com there's an insect population decline mentioned this a moment ago here's how to help as if there's some magical way to help and it, no, it's not declining. Insect populations are crashing, as I just mentioned a moment ago. And delusional Pollyanna proposals like this aren't going to bring them back. No insects, no people. Simple. So much is declining, and it's going to get worse and very fast from here on out. On the economic front, which again, the only true commodity are natural resources, ultimately. But here's a headline from last week. Widespread commodity shortages raise inflation fears. That's from the New York Times. Another headline from last week. The costs are up, 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 the headline states. We're seeing substantial inflation, admits a surprised Warren Buffett, as Powell and Yellen see nothing, see no evil, eyes wide shut. That's what they're paid to do. And Warren Buffett is surprised? How is that possible? He's not surprised. If he is... He is completely in the dark. He's living in a closet. Another headline from last week. How Costco is masking a 14% price jump with, quote, shrinkflation, i.e. putting less in the package and leaving the price the same, hiding what's happening. Also from last week, this headline, a possible tire shortage is coming. Shortage of everything is coming. A complete collapse is coming. And I don't just mean of the economy. In fact, economic collapse will be, as I've stated in the past, a day at Disneyland compared to environmental collapse. That's when the fun really starts, and it's in full swing right now. Another headline from last week, a major chlorine shortage is set to spoil swimming pool fun this summer. How tragic when the food shelves empty out again. That's when reality hits home. Another headline from last week. For the first time ever, Russia drops under 50% of exports sold in U.S. dollars. The collapse of the U.S. dollar also coming. 
countries around the world have had enough of the U.S. hegemonic power. Again, not that they're any better or not that they would be any better if they had the same amount of power. It's simply the hyenas fighting for whatever's left. Another headline from last week, mints are running out of gold, not enough physical silver to cover paper, former, former U.S. mint director states. Can't eat that shiny metal. I've said it over and over and over. When the life support systems of the planet completely implode, that metal won't mean anything. Another headline from last week, $8 trillion a month. Will American work ethic survive this government's socialist-style generosity shower? What they are doing is making every possible attempt to pacify populations until impact at full velocity. That's what's going on. And how is it possible that the vast majority even now are clinging again to the belief that the current paradigm of endless consumption, of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute could possibly continue for any significant span of time, let alone forever? Yes, that light at the end of the tunnel, it's an oncoming train. And about shortages, as I stated, there's far worse coming. Question, can we grow food without water? Answer, obviously no. Another headline from last week. Scientists find many wells at risk of running dry around the world. Understand, the climate engineers control the flow of precipitation, i.e. how much and how toxic that rain will be. No rain, no food production. And the epic wildfires. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. It is imperative to remember that. The laws of physics say it must rain more overall on a warming planet. And yes, it is in certain places like the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 where they use this precipitation to cool down the most populated regions of the U.S. again and again and again. But overall, there is less and less and less rain on our rapidly warming planet. That can't happen without a massive factor in the equation that we are not being told about. And that factor is climate change engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. And there's this headline report from last week from OutdoorLife.com. Quote, where's all the damn ammo, end quote. That's their headline. As the ammo supply chains are cut, at least Homeland Security is all stocked up. Let's not forget the 2.4 billion 40 caliber hollow point bullets that so-called Homeland Security bought all the way back in 2012 and 2013. How many know that this type of bullet is for one purpose only? Question, what do you suppose the controllers have planned for all those bullets? Are they their plan B? If plan A fails, you decide. Many more breaking frontline reports from last week in a moment. But first, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity that we are all being swept away in. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference at this late hour. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 300, May 8th. 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it is critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This commercial-free news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, Texas, Florida, and now in San Francisco, Sacramento, and San Diego. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. 
The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our only goal is to sound the alarm around the world as fast as possible. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. For those located in Northern California, if you want free geoengineeringwatch.org informational materials, you can attend the Geoengineering Watch informational booth at this weekend's Gym Fair event taking place at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. That's Gym Fair, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. They have been a steadfast ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering. Grassroots methods of sounding the alarm is how we overcome the tyrannical censorship by power structure controlled so-called media sources. On that note, this new report, Silicon Valley algorithm manipulation is the only thing keeping mainstream media alive. From that report, last month, a very informative interview saw the CEO of YouTube, which is owned by Google, candidly discussing the way the platform uses algorithms to elevate mainstream media news outlets and to suppress independent content. At the World Economic Forum's 2021 Global Technology Governance Summit, YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki told the Atlantic CEO, Nicholas Thompson, that while the platform still allows arts and entertainment videos an equal shot at going viral and getting lots of views and subscribers, on important areas like news media, it, i.e. YouTube, artificially elevates, quote, authoritative sources, i.e. the official narrative. The report continues. The YouTube CEO further stated, quote, What we've done is really fine-tune our algorithms to be able to make sure that we are still giving new creators the ability to be found when it comes to music or humor or something funny, Wojcicki said. But when we're dealing with sensitive areas, i.e. shocking truths that the controllers don't want the public to know, we really need to take a different approach, the YouTube CEO stated. She further stated that in addition to banning content deemed Quote, harmful, YouTube has also created a category labeled borderline content, which it algorithmically de-boosts so that it won't show up as recommended videos to any viewers who are interested in that topic, or even though they're interested in that topic. She then stated, when we deal with information, we want to make sure that the sources that we're recommending are authoritative news, medical science, etc. Again, official power structure Deception sources. That's what the social media platforms are designed to propagate. George Orwell's 1984 is now. But don't worry. It looks like the power structure has plenty of bread and circus planned for us all till the brutal bitter end. And it looks like the party is just getting started. This new report from last week. Quote, free rides and beer. Incentives are added to vaccine drive. From that report, free beer, pot, and donuts. And saving bonds, a chance to win an all-terrain vehicle. Places around the U.S. are offering incentives to try to energize the nation's slowing vaccination drive and get Americans to roll up their sleeves. In New York City and Washington, there is, quote, the Joints for Jabs programs. Unbelievable desperation by those in power to make sure that you accept what they want to inject into you. Shouldn't that concern you at least a bit? How many have bothered to read 
to fully read the elements that are contained in these injections. And I will again cite my farmer friend from Illinois who stated with such wisdom that he would never inject his cattle with anything that he didn't know exactly what it was. And he was completely perplexed and remains perplexed as to how many, what he thought were intelligent people, haven't even bothered to read the elements that are in this injection. So many are now completely committed to the matrix, completely sold out to it. They're dedicated to the propagation of total deception on countless fronts, on countless issues. And though we are told to, quote, trust the science, what they mean is trust their science. All available science that doesn't bolster official narratives is then labeled, quote, false news. So who exactly are they? All roads lead to those who control the printing of unlimited money from thin air, those who control the central banking system. They own militaries, thus they own countries. Question, if or when the vaccinated begin to realize what they've done to themselves, will fear drive many to demonize anyone that refuses the injection? As the proverb goes, misery is all too often desperate for company. More headlines. This one from CNBC and other mainstream sources, their health and science section. Mutations could render current COVID vaccines ineffective in a year or less, epidemiologists warn. From that report, mutations of the coronavirus could render current vaccines ineffective within a year, according to a survey of experts in 28 countries. The report then goes on to state this. Of those surveyed, almost a third gave a time frame of only nine months or less. Question, was any of that in the injection disclosure fine print? What do you think? Next report from last week as well. Multiple sources. Denmark ditches J&J CV-19 vaccine. Says benefits do not outweigh risks of blood clots. From that report, the Danish Health Authority said that it won't use the Johnson Johnson shot, citing a possible link to blood clots. The move follows the decision last month to dump AstraZeneca's vaccine over similar concerns. Again, that headline from CNBC and other mainstream sources. Question, could the controller's handling of the human race be compared to their treatment of our host, planet Earth? Let's move on to biosphere collapse because that is in fact the bottom line to everything else unfolding. Consider this breaking headline from last week. A new study shows why fracking has to stop. The report then states this, the damage caused by methane emissions related to fracking is even worse than we thought. Countless issues are far worse, not than what they thought, but they're far worse than they were willing to tell us, and now they can't hide it because the planet is imploding. We don't face global warming. We face something far worse. We face what's scientifically termed an abrupt climate collapse. The earth changes that are occurring at present on our planet are happening hundreds of times faster than any previous mass extinction. Again, those in power are doing everything they can to fuel normalcy bias in the population and to try to mask the severity of what's unfolding statistically by engineering cool-down events in places like Denver or going back to 2014 in Boston or other places around the globe, Texas. These completely engineered cool-down events that the population is still trying to pretend were somehow natural. It's not natural to be zero in Dallas when at the same latitude in Florida it's 85 degrees. And when the moisture for this Texas cool down came off the record warm Gulf of Mexico, that's not nature. 
that's the controllers using weather as a weapon for countless purposes, countless agendas, but it is not nature. At the same time, Dallas was zero. It was 33 degrees warmer at the North Pole. How many saw that on mainstream media? What are they not telling us? The list is endless. And for the record, any that still don't believe that the controllers are at the core of countless converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all should re-examine verifiable realities, should do honest investigation without bias, preconceptions, or programming. Let's get back to more breaking headlines on climate engineering's total disruption of the hydrological cycle, most profoundly over the U.S. West Coast. It's happened in Australia, it's happened in Spain, Portugal, Siberia, fires raging in unprecedented size and intensity. Again, climate engineering is totally disrupting the hydrological cycle. It must rain more overall on a warming planet, not less. Atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. That's not happening. We appear to be statistically past 3.5 degrees C of warming right now. It's being masked statistically, and media is lying to a degree that can scarcely be comprehended, and that will be impossible to hide for much longer, and thus, thus the total desperation on other fronts by the power structure. Connect the dots. Here's the headline from last week. Overpumping. Drought and climate change are lowering water tables worldwide. Again, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in this equation. The report states, residents of California's Central Valley are preparing for another arid summer and the rising risk of dry wells. The Fresno Bee newspaper reported that it's a reoccurring pattern there. Studies suggest that thousands of wells in interior California have run dry over the last decade. These concerns are only growing as climate change worsens the risk of severe drought. The consequences of millions of wells running dry and perhaps millions more in the decades to come would be severe and unparalleled at such a scale in human history. As geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record, since our beginning... Since 2009, again, meetings along this path with the current California governor and countless agencies and media people, spiritual institutions, that this had to happen. If climate engineering was allowed to continue, it had to happen. And we're not guessing. We're not speculating. We're not theorizing. Satellite imagery clearly reveals climate engineering operations completely breaking apart any flow of moisture that would have otherwise flowed into California. And climate engineering operations can and are also facilitating the, quote, ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure that's parked over California, which spins upper level winds clockwise around that dome of high pressure, spinning moisture up and around us and into the interior U.S. where it's used for other purposes. The climate engineers get to decide where it rains and where it doesn't. And why are we giving them that right? How much information do people have to see before they will abandon their propensity toward total denial and face reality when the food shelves completely empty out, when the ozone layer is so damaged that tree foliage is completely wiped out? It's already bad. It's burning the bark off of trees. It's killing insects. Anyone that's not completely asleep can feel how intense the sun is on their skin, on surfaces. The ozone layer is disintegrating climate engineering single greatest core causal factor, Agencies, official sources ignoring that. How bad does it have to get? Total collapse before anyone pays attention? We must bring this issue to light, and that effort will take all of us. And if we can expose it, we have a chance of stopping it from the inside out when military personnel and 
other participating individuals and private defense contractors, their families, when they know what they're participating in, that they're participating, in fact, in their own demise. More headlines, same theme. Last week from the LA Times, wells dry up, crops imperiled, farm workers in limbo as California drought grips San Joaquin Valley. From that report, growers say they are now facing a convergence of forces that is all but insurmountable, a seemingly endless loop of hot, dry weather. Again, climate engineering can continue this process for as long as those in power want. We can speculate about the agendas. We can speculate about the objectives. But the fact that climate engineering is the core part of this equation is beyond dispute. Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn much, much more in this equation and how geoengineeringwatch.org has emphatically tried to sound the alarm on this for so very long. First full-page newspaper ads we placed... In 2009, I believe, full-page Northern California papers that this would happen. What does it take to make people pay attention? The report continues, as farmers punched more wells into the earth, the groundwater table plummeted, drying up old wells and causing the land to sink up to two feet a year in some places. That's a process known as subsidence, by the way. Damaging infrastructure. Also, as groundwater levels fell, pesticides and nitrates from fertilizer and animal waste leached into private groundwater supplies of impoverished farm worker communities. Whiplashing weather patterns this report states, are due to climate change. And they are beginning to take effect, the report states, and making the future even more uncertain. Whiplash weather, or weather whiplash, a term geoengineeringwatch.org has trumpeted for well over a decade. Covert climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, is core to this equation. Another headline from last week. Parts of California see May red flag fire warning for first time since 2014. The report then states temperatures are expected to be 15 degrees above average. That's a gross understatement. Temperatures are being radically underreported across the board. And what's not being reported is that nighttime low temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. That's because the heat is not escaping into the upper atmosphere. There are many causal factors for this, and climate engineering is one of them. They can create... Short-term toxic daytime cooling with their lights scattering toxic heavy metal particles, but those same particles trap heat at night. This report then states the climate crisis has intensified droughts throughout the region in recent years, and bone-dry soils and vegetations have helped kindle more intense destructive wildfires. Swaths of California, including most of the north and the length of the Sierra Nevada mountains, much of the southern California Mojave Desert have seen their driest wet seasons in more than 40 years. That's a lie as well. The overall drought, based on paleo data, the worst in at least 1,200 years. But they constantly try to downplay this, so people think, well, maybe it's some passing thing. It's not a passing thing, and it will continue. Unless or until the climate engineering is brought to a halt. If we stop climate engineering, are our problems over? Absolutely not. We are through the guardrail. We have decimated the planet's life support systems. They're not coming back in any time frame that matters. But it would rain far more, far more, especially in the western U.S., if climate engineering was not going on. Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Next headline from last week. Vital soil organisms being harmed by pesticides, study shows. This goes on to outline pesticides killing 
everything from earthworms to beetles and other beneficial organisms. But what doesn't it state? It doesn't mention the toxic heavy metals and polymers that are falling in rain. It implies that this is only happening around farms or regions where these chemicals are used, and that's a blatant, glaring lie. It's happening in the middle of wilderness regions a thousand miles from any type of civilization because the climate engineering fall is absolutely ubiquitous. It's everywhere, and it's killing insects all over the globe. 80 to 90% decline right now. If the soils are dead, we have dirt. We can't grow our food. Again, yet one more road that leads straight back to climate engineering. Reports like this are simply covering up climate engineering operations. And these same toxins are contaminating every single breath we take. What other heavy metal has repeatedly shown up in geoengineeringwatch.org testing? Manganese. Something to consider about that particular metal from an Italian peer-reviewed science study. This Manganese, a new emerging contaminant in the environment. Report states, in humans, manganese excess is renowned for its role in neurotoxicity associated with characteristic syndromes called manganese madness or Parkinson-like diseases. Neurodegenerative disorders due to the accumulation of manganese inside intercellular compartments such as the mitochondria. What an incredibly toxic mix that's falling on us. Not just aluminum, not just barium, not just strontium, not just polymer fibers, but also manganese. Is it not rational to consider the atmospheric aerial dispersion as a form of biological warfare? You decide. Bouncing back to the weather warfare aspect of climate engineering, more headlines from last week. Hailstorms bombard Texas, Oklahoma, causing billions of dollars in damage. Again, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Starts the ice nucleation process in storm moisture far sooner than it would otherwise begin. Manifests far more quickly. We have tested this frozen precipitation again and again, and it contains climate engineering elements, and no one will disclose this. No official agency, and keep in mind official agencies exist not to disclose threats to the public, not to expose government criminality, but to hide it from the population for as long as possible. Another headline, same theme, fierce hailstorms batter Texas and Oklahoma, billion dollars of damage, likely from, quote, gargantuan hail. Again, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. That's why we have cold sides to winter storms now and warm sides since when. That's why we have so many snownados, because they're seeding these convective cells with chemical ice nucleating elements to create the illusion of cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. Another headline from last week, UK hit by frostiest April on record. Farmers and growers reporting considerable damage. How is that not a form of weather warfare? Certainly I fully understand, after 20 years of slogging in this battle, that so many will refuse to believe that it's possible for this type of weather warfare, this level of weather warfare. Sure, they could look up the headlines covered by Popular Science and Fox News about Chinese scientists doing exactly this over Beijing, causing a billion dollars in damage, but that would take a moment to go online and actually search these articles and see the proof. It would take a little bit of time to go to geoengineeringwatch.org and search the engineering winter section to see the patents, to see the history of this type of engineered winter weather warfare, to see photographic images, for example, of Frozen slush all over Boston Harbor in the ocean with 40 degree temperatures when ocean water doesn't freeze till 28.4 degrees. How does that happen? When we have snowstorms like what occurred in South Dakota on October 4th, 
2013 that killed 100,000 cattle when at the exact same time, and we posted the maps at geoengineeringwatch.org, at the exact same time that this freak snowstorm, which was weather warfare, was killing 100,000 cattle in South Dakota with temperatures of 40 degrees. Snow was falling in South Dakota at 40 degrees, somehow killing 100,000 cold-hardy cattle when at the exact same time, and again, we captured the maps, it was 89 degrees and raining in in Kansas City, excuse me, it was 85 degrees and raining in Chicago. We have the weather maps. We, we copied them before they took them offline. This is weather warfare in the same type of scenarios again happening in South America. In one case, 250,000 alpacas killed, coal-hardy alpacas, from this chemically nucleated material that is incredibly cold to the touch. It flash burns. It's adhesive. It sticks to their fur and their snouts. They can't breathe. They suffocate. The geoengineers engineer these type of events so then the power structure controlled mainstream media can sensationalize these events to confuse and divide the population again as to the true state of planetary meltdown. While in the meantime, headlines like this from last week, and that's what their engineered cooldown events are designed to cover up. From last week, quote, too hot to handle. Experts weigh in on if Phoenix could become uninhabitable due to climate change. Of course, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation, but I do stress That is a key part of the equation, the single biggest piece of the decimating factors that are inhibiting with Earth's life support systems, but by no means the only factor. And too many alt-media sources are pretending that no other form of human damage has hurt the planet, just climate engineering. Please consider that narrative harms the credibility of our cause. Any and every form of human activity that damages Earth's life support systems or climate system is a part of the problem. That being said, mathematically, statistically, the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm, is climate engineering and all that it entails, and that list is incredibly long. The threats climate engineering poses from countless directions is incredibly daunting. I'm almost out of time for this broadcast, but it is imperative for each of us, all of us, to remember that Turning away from the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all won't save us. The horizon does look dark indeed, but it's not yet carved in stone. On the now rare occasions when I'm able to trek through the dying wilderness of Northern California, I ponder the path that has brought me to this crossroad in time, in destiny. And the following words of countless times swirled through my mind as I bear witness to the ruthless decimation of our once thriving miracle planet. And I've cited the following statements before on previous broadcasts, but they are so persistently in my mind, in my thoughts. Forgive me for citing them again. This is from The Fellowship of the Ring, a book that I first read in sixth grade. Quote, I wish it need not have happened in my time, Frodo said. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us, end quote. Yes, that is indeed the question that each of us must answer for ourselves. What will we do with the time that is given us? True solace, unshakable solace, exists in facing the gathering storm head on, with an unyielding resolve to stand against the fading of the light. Each of us, all of us, are essential in this most critical battle. All is in the balance. And though time is not on our side, we are not yet beaten. No one can take our will, ever. Any one of us could be the final grain of sand that tilts the scale in the right direction. 
Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help in this desperate attempt to sound the alarm at this final hour. Reaching a critical mass of awareness in the population is the only way forward in this fight. And for the record, awareness must include the awakening of the collective sense of responsibility to the whole, to the web of life on which all of our lives completely depend. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe and stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.